know that, amen, and it's in our spirit, amen, in order to really understand that, you know, we belong here in the kingdom of God, one of the things we need to really recognize is who we belong to, amen, because, you know, there's only one that died for us. There's only one, amen, that laid down his life for us, amen, and that's Jesus Christ, and that includes our children, too. He loves you. He died for you. Amen. And we thank God for each of you. So we're going to release the children into their classes. Amen. So they can dig into that. Hallelujah. Because they belong here. Amen. They are today. You see. Amen. We pour into them. And we bless them. Thank the Lord. And I want to start off with this passage, amen. This is the, the key passage that we're coming from in this series and series in, in, in 1 Corinthians 12th chapter, amen. And I'm going to be reading 12 through 20 from the Amplified Bible. Sometimes we call it the loud Bible, amen, because it adds so much emphasis and so forth. But it says, for just as the body is a unit, unity, and yet has many members, and all the parts, though many, form only one body. Now, I'm going to dig into that a little bit later on. But only one body. Say one body. One body. Only one. So it is with Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, for by means of the personal agency of one Holy Spirit, we were all, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, baptized and by baptism united together into one body and all made to drink of one Holy Spirit. Amen. Again, notice the, the one, the one, the one. You see, that's why I like this, this version because it points out there ain't but one. Amen. When, when God looks at his church, he's not looking at that, a different church here and a different church there. And one church. One church with one Holy Spirit. 14th verse goes on to say, for the body does not consist of one limb or organ but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not the hand, I do not belong to the body, would it be therefore not a part of the body? If the ear should say, because I am not the eye, I do not belong to the body, would it be therefore not part of the body? And each part has its place. Amen. And see, if the whole body were an eye, right, just think about that, just a big old eyeball. You know, the whole body were an eye. I do not believe, I mean, belong to the body. Would it be therefore not a part of the body? If the whole body were an eye, would, where would the sense, would the sense of hearing, I mean, because the eye can't hear, right? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? Now, I'm going to pause there just for a minute. Can you imagine living without the sense of smell? I mean, we, we think about it, but there are people who have lost their sense of smell. Or maybe they had one, even due to the coronavirus. People have lost their sense of smell, and a lot of times it hasn't come back. And that, that it's, it's important to be able to smell. I mean, because part of your tasting of your food is part of smelling your food. Amen. Smelling danger, smoke, you know, things of that nature. And I remember when I, when I got the virus here a few months ago, that was one of the things that I lost for a, a while was the sense of smell. And then didn't even realize it until one morning, Pastor Linda was making me some breakfast, and I was in the office doing some work on the computer. I didn't even know she was making breakfast, you know. And she and, and she came in and set the plate in front of me. It was bacon and so forth. And how many of us know bacon will wake you up? <laughs> you you only have to you don't have to be in the kitchen. Bacon will call you out of bed. I did not smell. I didn't know she cooked bacon until I looked down and saw it. That's how much that sense is gone. And just think about the body of Christ. What he's getting us to see, every part of our body belongs here. It belongs, amen, in the body and has a specific purpose, a specific place, amen, and a specific function in the body. The 18th verse says, but as it is, God has placed and arranged the limbs and organs in the body, each particular one of them, just as he wished and saw fit and with the best adaptation. Now, 
He just hit a whole lot right there. Amen. Because God placed the members. Can you imagine what our bodies would look like if you or I were the, orchest- the architect of the human body? I don't even want to go there, okay? But God knew that he put us in. When we think about the natural body and then we think about the spiritual body, God has placed us in the same fashion right where he wants us to function. Sometimes we want to plan ourselves or place ourselves here, there, wherever. But the scripture lets us know God has placed us right where he wants us to be. It might not be a comfortable place. It might not be a place where you're shining on top. Amen. But it's right where God wants you to be. Amen. He has adapted you for that place in his body. Amen. Both physically and spiritually. Amen. To function in that place. That is where you belong. That's a part of the belonging. Amen. Because what? We know that if we lose a, na- a part of our natural body, we miss it. You know, one thing that, you know, I was, I've known this for a while, but I was listening to someone the other day. They were talking about the pain they were having in a limb that was no longer there. They call it phantom pain. I mean, an arm might be cut off. You might lose a big toe, but you're gonna, it's going to feel like it's still there, and you're going to want to scratch it. You're going to want to ease the pain. Amen. Why? Because your body knows something's missing. Amen. And think about it. In spirit, even spiritually, the body knows when something is missing. Amen. When you're out of place or when I'm out of place, the body's not functioning at its full capacity. Amen. So we need to recognize how important it is to recognize the fact that we belong there. And the body is depending on you and me to be in place, to do our part. Amen. And the more we do that, as we'll see in Scripture, the more blessed the body becomes. It's able to flow and function according to God's plan. The 19th verse, but if the whole body were all a single organ, where would the body be? And how, and now there are certain, certainly many members and organs, but a single body. Wow. One body. You in the body? I'm in the body? Amen. Everybody needs to be in the body. Am I right? Amen. Just think about all the members, all the parts. You know, one of the things that, I always, that always amazes me when people try to say that there is no God uh, or, or that we all are a result of the Big Bang Theory and, and, and our only evolution. And we don't stop and think about intelligent design. Amen. So, but when you just simply look at the functioning of the natural body, Amen. It's a miraculous creation, for lack of a better word. The way God designed our bodies to do all the things that it does. Amen. And, and, and then he set it in motion almost on autopilot. You don't have to think about your heart beating. You don't have to tell your stomach, I just ate, so we need to start digesting some food. You know, you don't have to tell your body what to be because it's on autopilot. All you got to do is feed it. You know, I was thinking because I was talking to Dad the other day. You know, he was, <laughs> we talk about so many things. But I was telling him, I said, Dad, and, and we all need to think about this. Everything that comes out of my body, and I'm not trying to be gross, but I'm just making a point here. Everything that comes out of my body goes in through my mouth. That's kind of, you know, kind of, whoa, 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 whoa. And, and what, so what are you saying, Pastor David? Everything that goes into our bodies spiritually should be coming from the mouth of God. Hallelujah. That's what we should be receiving, his word, amen, what he is directing us. Therefore, we can take it, and it's going to do us good. None of us put stuff in our body, I would hope, that we know is damaging to our body. I say, I would hope. Amen. But. We do. Amen. And see, it's the same thing. When we allow the enemy to speak into our natural body, into our physical and spiritual being, it's not going to do us any good. Amen. So we need to know where we belong and who we belong to and who's going to do us what? The best good. Amen. But I look at the, the body of Christ, and I think about the body, as I said earlier, amen, there's only one. Amen. But... Like there's many churches across the country and around the world, amen, all representing the body of Christ, right? I would hope so. 
But the problem is, amen, that churches, for the most part, aren't trying to come together. We're still talking about the body. Aren't we? I mean, something many would rather remain in their own place amongst their own, apart, and, and stay distant and apart denominationally from other churches because they have different theological or, you know, beliefs. Amen. And, uh, they have different doctrinal stands, and they say, oh, we, we don't believe that, even to the point that some will disqualify others because they don't see it the way you see it. I mean, that's like the eye saying to the foot, well, you, you don't do nothing for me. I don't need you. You know, sometimes we feel like we have it all. But none of us have it all. Amen. Just like no part of our body does it all. Amen. But again, we can complement one another when we get in place and do our part. Amen. It's just, it's just a sad testimony. Amen. That the church of Jesus Christ, you know, does not strive harder to come together and overcome these boundaries and these barriers, amen, that stop us from coming together, realizing that we all say we belong to Jesus Christ, but, you know, how they say, can't y'all just get along? But in order for that to happen, we got to humble ourselves. Before that to happen, amen, man must realize, amen, just like each one of us as individuals must realize we don't know it all. You know, the Bible even tells us we have in part, we see in part, right? We don't have it all, amen. So, therefore, what I don't have, you might have. Or somebody else, and so we come together. Together we got more than we do when we're apart. Amen. That's why we belong together in the body of Christ. Amen. Operating, amen, and not condemning one another because of our differences. You know, and the sad thing is that the Lord Christ came in the person of Jesus Christ, amen, to redeem us and to bring us back together as one people that was his goal that's his design that's his plan that we would all understand that we belong to him and we belong in his body functioning in the earth to represent him in the earth to be the light and the salt but sometimes the the unsaved world looks at the church and say if that's what it means to be a christian they can't even get along with each other i don't need so so, so a lot of times we overall aren't a very good witness to the world. Have you ever gone into a church to visit or maybe just to check it out and you didn't even feel welcome? You didn't feel like you belong there? I've had that experience and I know I'm not the only one. Amen. And, and again, that shouldn't be within the body of Christ. Amen. We should be embracing those who come in and, and showing them the love of God. Amen. And letting them know no matter who you are, where you come from, what your background is, you're welcome here in the house of God. We, we love you and we appreciate you because you're a child of God. Whether you accepted him or not, he created you. Amen. And with all your differences and all your issues and all your struggles, he still created. We didn't just show up here on our own. The Lord is the one who designed, amen, and, and made us. I, I was looking at the scripture last night and was talking about how that we all come from what? One blood. So no matter how far or who you might be, if you really trace your lynches back, all the way back, we all going to come to the same point. Adam. The greatest of grandfathers. And I could put great, great, all that in there. But the greater, we're going to all come back to the garden, amen, where it all began. Hey, why? Because God knows what he's doing. Amen. And we've let so many things divide and separate and, and, and cause us to be splintered and scattered all over the place. But we need to understand we belong here in his kingdom, all people. That's why he died. He said that he's not willing that any should be lost, that we will all come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. You know, even it's, even it's sad because the modern church, and I'm saying all this for a reason, because we got to examine ourselves. You know, but the modern church, amen, ha has been complicit to the maintaining of the problem of segregation in many ways, including through race, economics, amen, even spiritual segregation, like I was talking about before. You know, we've allowed these things to continue in the church, and still say you, we're doing the work of God. And when I say we, I'm talking about a broad spectrum, okay? 
But we need to understand these things should not be in the church of God. Because that's all understanding and coming to a place of belonging. And if I can say I belong, but because, you know, you don't look like me, you don't belong. Or you don't think like me, you don't belong. Or you don't make as much money or live in the neighborhood that I live in, you don't belong. Then, then we're missing out. Because I, I believe that, that the Holy Ghost was for everybody and you believe the Holy Ghost was just for them back then. Well, one of us don't belong in the body. See, all these things should not be dividing us. These things should help us to come together. And as the scripture said, let us do what? Reason together, realizing that none of us have it all. But together, amen, we understand that we belong, and I can't eliminate anybody because of what I see. You know, it's funny. We'll judge people according to what God said. And we went through the whole thing judging last month, so I'm not going to hang out there too long. Amen. But we'll, we'll, we'll judge them based on our interpretation of his word. And we know God is an, is an inclusive God, not an exclusive one. He went to the cross to include us all, but we find reasons to exclude some. Help us, Lord. Say they belong here. They belong in the kingdom. And if we would just start with that premise, no matter how crazy they might be, no matter how much that person might get on your nerves, no matter how much that person might have hurt you, they still belong in the kingdom of God because he said he's, he would, he's not willing that any should perish, even that crazy cousin of yours. He, he, he don't want them to perish. Even though they walked away from the family, he still wants to see them saved. See, if we have the mind of Christ, we push past a lot of the things that cause us to be segregated from even our family members. If we operate in the mind of Christ, we realize he died for them. So therefore, and I'm supposed to be the light, and I call myself the saved one, and I got, I got it going on, then I should be the one tearing down the walls instead of being the one to erect the walls because they're not meeting my standard. Help us, Lord. We got to be more intentional. And Pastor Linda covered that very well a few weeks ago in that message. We got to, you know, go beyond what we feel and apply the word of God, amen, in the right way. And by being intentional, we, we purpose to entreat others, amen, and rather than to push them away. Now, and, and I say all this knowing that even we haven't got it right all the time, amen. But we got to continue to strive to do the right thing, amen, to treat people, to love people, to to understand and honor them, amen. Why? Because that's what Christ did. You know, he honored us when he died on that cross. It wasn't just salvation. It was honoring us, amen, as his creation. I'll do this for you because I love you this much. I think this much about you. Amen. Even before we were born, even before we got caught up in our own sins and all the things, he, he, he already looked down the line and saw, boy, they're going to need some help. I know I needed help. Amen. And because what he saw down there, he said, I'm going to make a way, amen, to bring them back into right standing with me. He, he, part of his plan, amen, and desire to, to redeem us to himself. Uh, now, when you think about that word redeem, you know, and, and again, we talk about what, what does it mean to redeem something or someone? Amen. It, 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 see, we, we, we throw words out and we think about words, but do we really think about the word? To re, um, it already gives you an implication that it's a, it's a do-over, right? Amen. To refurbish, to replenish, to re, amen, remodel, amen. Obviously, it was in the condition to start with, and something happened. So, therefore, we got to redo this thing. So when we get to the point that he wants to redeem us, amen, it's, it's to, 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 to redeem is to compensate for a fault or an aspect of something. And how many of us had faults? <laughs> I can't raise my feet, but, you know, we, we had a bunch of faults. You know, we stop and, you know, it's, it's to do something that compensates for poor or past performance or behavior. These are definitions right out the dictionary. You know, I was looking at Amen. To atone or make amends for error or evil. Save someone 
from sin. To regain possession, and this is what I like, to regain possession of something in exchange for payment. And how many times we say Jesus did what? He paid it all. Amen. In exchange for our redemption. Amen. To bring us back because we were all his, but when we fell because of the sin in the garden and on down the road, now we became the possession of the world, the possession of the adversary. So he went to the cross to redeem us. To bring us back, amen. And that word redeem, amen, finds a, it, its root in the word to deem. Amen. So before we could be redeemed, we were, re we were deemed. And to deem something means to, to give it significance. Amen. To give it importance. Amen. And even in legal terms, it says it like this. To treat something as if it were really something else or if it has qualities it does not have. In other words, to treat you better than you deserve, to see you higher than you really are. He deemed us important enough to want to create and be in relationship with us. But when the fall of man came, he chose to make an avenue, amen, to redeem us, to put us back in that condition, amen, that was worthy of relationship with him, amen. It's easy to accept that if we would just say, yes, Lord, have your way in me. You know, so it, it, it looks like when Jesus looks at you, you know, he saw all your faults. He saw all my faults. But he saw more than that. He saw value in it. Amen. Remember when he created everything, he said, what? It is good. At the end of the day, it is good. So he sees the, you know, how the songwriter said, he looked beyond my faults and saw my needs. Remember, again, I'm always asking this question, just imagine because I want us to use our imagination in light of ourselves. Imagine if we looked at people like that. If we purposed consistently and continually to look beyond their faults to see their needs. Because I always say it like this, the fault identifies the need. Amen? So it's not hard to see the need if you're looking through the eyes of Christ. If you're looking with your father's eyes, you will see the need. Amen. It's just not a fault. They need help. They need prayer. They need instruction. They need loving. They need somebody to come alongside and help them get an understanding. That's They need light, and they need the salt of Christ in their lives. Amen. So we, we get to that place. Amen. So you no longer cast them down because we want to say, now I got a part of responsibility here because I'm a representative of Christ in the body, amen, and, and they belong, even whether they realize it or not, they belong in the kingdom. He created us for kingdom purpose, for kingdom function, amen. So we, we need to be able to look at people from that perspective. You know, it's not something that we could earn. It's not something, amen, that we could do on our own, amen, but it's because of Christ making a way for us that we belong here. Amen. To put us in an acceptable state. Amen. So that now we can have the relationship that we now have with him. Amen. And I thank God because I know I need a savior. Amen. Because there's a time in my life many years ago when, when I questioned whether I had any worth at all. But when I began to understand the Bible and the word of God and what he said about me, that changed everything. Amen. So we belong Amen. Not because of what we've done, but because of what he's done. Amen. We belong, amen, because he has made the way for us, and now we belong to him. You know how the scripture says, you know, that we were bought with a price, the price that went on the cross. Amen. So we, it, it goes on to say we're no more our own. And that can be a struggle for many people, many Christians, amen, because we want to be our own. We want to do our own thing. We want to call our own shots, but, you know, when, when we came to the altar, if you made that step or maybe you were at your seat or maybe you were at home, I don't know where it was, amen, but when you made the decision to give your life to Christ, you did what? You gave your life, I hope so, amen. In other words, I'm giving you permission to take authority over my life. I'm yielding my life to, to, to your will and your ways and your purposes Amen. So that you can order my steps and you can direct my course and you can use me to do the things that you want me to do so you can get the glory out of my life. 
I'm yielding my life to you. I give my life to you. But sometimes we play Indian giver. You know how your kids used to do? You go play marbles and they give you the marbles and later on after the game is over and they lost, they want their marbles back. We can't do that to God even though people do. It doesn't work well. Amen. But when we give our lives to him, that should be a total surrender. Now I belong here because I belong to him, not because of what I did again, but because of what he made possible for me. That's why I belong here. And can't nobody take me out of that place. Even my sin, he said, if you sin, you have an advocate. I still want to make a way for you. I still want to redeem you back into right standing. I'm not trying, he's not trying to throw us away. You know, even though many times as people, humans, we throw people away, but Christ went to the cross to, to save them while we're trying to get rid of them. He made a way for us. Amen. And he's calling us to do the same thing. Let's look at Ephesians, the second chapter, verses 19 and 22. It starts in the 19th verse here. Now, therefore, we are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow Christians, right? No, it says citizens. What does that mean, a citizen? That means you belong somewhere. Citizen of what? He's talking about the kingdom of God. Not talking about a U.S. citizen or a citizen of any other country. Amen. But he said, now you are fellow citizens, meaning you're a citizen in the body of Christ, in the kingdom of God. So he said, you're not a stranger in the foreign. Remember before, as I touched on last week, before we didn't have a hope as Gentiles? We were a, a people without a hope, amen, with, with, uh, without a, a, a country when it came to spirituality. But Christ said, no. He drew us all in. Amen. And I were fellow citizens with the saints. No, no he didn't say the ain't. You know, sometimes we qualify who's a saint and who ain't. Amen. I got to leave that alone. But he goes on to say, and of the household of God. So now if you're a, a fellow citizen and of the household of God, that means you in the family of God. So he created us to be in his kingdom and in his family. And see, if we fa if we family, that means we're brothers and sisters in Christ. And we got to ask ourselves, how do I treat my brother and my sister? I don't know. I, I had six siblings. Amen. And we didn't always get along. There were some days. Where there was a lot of ruckus in the house. <laughs> Amen. I could tell you some stories, but I won't take up the time to do so. But the one thing about family is that we can fight each other. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? We can talk about each other. But if someone outside the family mess with someone in the family, see, we had their back. I, I know my family ain't the only one that felt that way. You know, I, I could call you out. I, I you know, I, I could you do all this stuff. But when you start messing with a Jenkins, whether I'm mad at my brother or sister or not, you ain't got no right. And why? Because what? They belong here. They belong to this family. Amen. What am I saying? So even when it comes down to the body of Christ, we should have that same mindset. No, we're not going to uh, let everybody just. You know, the Bible tells us to keep our man, our mouth off the man and woman of God. It, it tells us to prefer one another, especially those of the household of faith. Why? Because they're in the family. Amen. So therefore, I'm watching out for the leaders. I'm watching out for the members of, of my family. Amen. At the same time, when I'm reaching out, trying to increase the family. But I'm not going to join in and, and, and pull another pastor or another church or another denomination down. Amen. Because why? That's family. And see, when the world sees us doing that, they, they begin to, again, they begin to wonder, what's going on over there? You know, so if we understand this precept about family, we will be protective. You know, we will say, you know what, like, like when the disciples came to Christ and said, we saw one casting out demons over there, but he's not with us. Should we go stop him? He said, he said no, leave the man alone. He said, he's not, he, if, he, if he's doing it in my name, he's not against us, he's for us. You know, so if they're caught on the name of Jesus, leave him alone. Let him deal with the rest. Let him deal with the differences that we struggle with. Let me say that again. Let him deal with the differences that we struggle with. 
And you just hold on to what you know and be open to receive more instruction. Don't think you got it all. But he goes on to say, you know, the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, verse 21, and in, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. See, why wow, he says our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So he's talking about the church coming together and being strengthened and growing and being fitly framed together. He's talking about the body. Amen. Not just a physical building. Amen. He goes, a fitly framed together, groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are built together as inhabitation of God through the Spirit. See, if we would let the Holy Spirit lead us, this is what's going to happen. We're going to get stronger. We're going to be built up more. Amen. All the isms and schisms are going to find their way out of the way. Amen. And the body's going to become stronger. Why? Because we're allowing the Holy Spirit, amen, to lead us. Amen. But one of the things is that, you know, we don't quite understand how it works that way. You know, and God gave me an analogy as I was working on this last week, you know, of when I started working on this message. He said, it's puzzling to us how God can use that one or that one or that one. It, it, it puzzles me. I, I just don't, 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 it don't fit in my framework of thinking. Right? I can't wrap my mind around how, how truth can come out of a sinner's mouth. Or someone that ain't, I mean, <laughs> so, so we got to leave that again to God. Because it doesn't puzzle him. He's not confused about it, Scott. He know exactly what he's doing. You know, so we begin to understand. But he gave me an analogy of a, just a, a puzzle. How many of us raise your hand if you ever put together a puzzle? Just sit, sit down at the table and relax for a little while and, and just start putting together a puzzle. You know, I like being able to have time, but I don't have a lot of time to put together a puzzle. Amen. But putting together a puzzle, it causes you to think. Isn't that right? You know, so God showed me that analogy of the puzzle in the church. You know, because, you know, we worked on puzzles, and, and how many times when you, you're working on that puzzle and, and you find the piece, and you say, you belong here. I mean, this is where you belong. And, 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 and we kind of start talking to the puzzle. Right? Because we're creating, we creating something. We're putting something together, and we realize that all the pieces aren't the same. Amen. And so we realize in, in looking at this puzzle, amen, we can learn something about the body of Christ. Amen. Because think about it, the puzzle, that all, pe all the pieces come in what? One box. They all come in one box, right? And every piece in there, and I don't care if it's a 300-piece puzzle, 500, 1,000-piece puzzle, they all mixed up in that box. And sometimes they, they don't cut them right. Some of them are stuck together. So you, so you don't have to do as much work. You like it when you find that little shortcut. Amen. But most of them, they say segregated. They're torn apart. You know, but they all come in that one box. Amen. And they need to be assembled by a power greater than themselves. Because they can't put themselves together. That's why we need the Holy Ghost. Well, let's just say through the Holy Ghost we can build up. Amen. Think about that. But see, you see, so they need your help, them little pieces that's laying there. And then the on the box, there's a big picture. The big picture. You got it. See, so you as the one about to create this puzzle and put it together, you see the big picture. Just like God sees the big picture. So as we're putting together the puzzle, we got to refer back to the big picture every now and then. To see where which area this piece belongs in. See that so that big picture helps us, but sometimes we as Christians we have a hard time seeing the big picture. Or we even go so far as to paint our own picture. <laughs> Help us, Lord. You know, but the pieces can't see the picture. Just like we as the members, as those pieces that God is putting together in his puzzle, sometimes we can't see the big picture. And we don't understand why I got to sit over here when the blue water is on that side. 
you know, I, I, I want to be over there. Amen. But no, we got to follow his plan. Because his plan is ultimately going to work out in the end. Isn't it right? So, and then we finally, we, we hopefully, we'll, we want to see the finished product. But there's three major categories in every box of puzzles. With the exception of those that might be oddly shaped, we're going to stick to the square and rectangle one. You know, but you first you have the first pieces you start looking for in a puzzle is what? The edges. I'm here. The edges, the outside. See, see. So what do you what do you know? See, because in each box of puzzles, the first category I looked at was the four corners. The corners are there to 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 let you know where the turning is, to define the shape of the puzzle. Amen. And also to keep all the sides connected, working together. And then you have, yes, the edges. So we start pulling all the edges out. No matter what they look like, we're going to get all the edges. If we can get the edges together, what are we really doing? We're setting the bounds of their habitation. Just like the Word of God does for us. It sets the bounds of our habitation. And we realize that all them other pieces that's outside the edges are out of place. So it's our goal to put them in place. So when we look at all the world, even ourselves, when we were outside the bounds that God determined, we were out of place. Amen. And through the working of the Holy Spirit, he's putting us in place, but not just any place. Each and every piece in that box has a specific place that it will fit right and bring glory to the whole. So we start to look at that, amen, because you can't just put it anywhere. I've worked on puzzles, amen, and, and, and with people where they try to fit a piece where it really don't belong. It's close, but even if you get it to fit, what's it going to do? It's going to throw the other four pieces off around it. So now you done created trouble. You done created a mess. So now you got to go backtrack, amen, and, and do it over again. But it might look good there, but that's where, where it belongs. It has its own place. Just like you and I have our own place where we belong in the kingdom of God. So the more pieces we get in, the better that puzzle begins to look. Amen. And we keep going back referring to what? The big picture. What's his word say? What's his direction? What's his plan? What's his purpose? You know, so we, we follow that. Amen. And all of a sudden, after a while, it makes a beautiful picture. That we can look at and admire. And here's the thing. Even though we started with the corners and the edges, when people look at a picture, they're not looking at the corners and the edges. Amen. The body of the puzzle gets the most attention. Because people are watching the body. They're not looking at the, at the edges are there. And I, I, I liken the edges to those he put, amen, to bring order into the kingdom. Those he, 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 he set, amen, to help set those limitations and those boundaries in our lives, amen, so that we can fit within the place that God says we belong. Understanding how he wants to operate and the things that he wants to do, amen, saying, yes, Lord, I thank you for the edges. I thank you for the boundaries. I thank you, Lord, for setting limits of how far we can go. And that every piece outside the boundaries, amen, is not fulfilling its created purpose. And no puzzle is complete. Until that last piece. Sometimes we celebrate when we get to the last piece. Amen. You get that last piece, just like this, this look up here. You know, that last piece is like, this, you belong here. You complete the puzzle. When we get into our place and end up where we belong, amen, and understand how important it is that we understand we have a place in God's kingdom. That we belong in God's kingdom. And he created it, amen, and he sees it from, from afar. But we're up close. You know how they say we can't see the forest for the trees? Amen. But see, if we just step back and we go up a little bit higher, we'd be able, be able to see more and more and more of what God is doing. So every puzzle, every piece has its place. That includes you and me. And we're greater than a piece of paper. Uh, or paste wood or whatever they, they make it because they make puzzles out of all kinds of things, amen. But we don't want to force ourselves into a place that we don't belong. 
because then we're messing the people around us, amen. So we want to get to that place, you know, so we thank God, amen, that we have a place and we'll sit there nice and comfortably and bring glory to all, amen. And I, I, I just imagine the joy that the Lord has, amen, when he sees us in our place. You know, it's just like when you're searching for that one piece just to fill this other side of this corner, and you done went through all them thousand pieces, and you finally found it. I'm like, don't that make you happy? You'd be like, yes, I got it, yes. And then you got to start the search all over again for the next piece. That's kind of how God is. He's searching for those that he created. He's searching, amen. He wants us to be a part of that search, amen, to help people understand how important it is that they understand they belong here in the kingdom. This is where you fit. We're trying to fit into something else. We're trying to fit into, you know, some other category, but God wants us to understand where we fit in his kingdom, amen. And he has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us, amen, when we get in that place, amen, that he's made exactly for us. You know, there were other things uh, I, I thought I was going to do with my life. Amen. All the plans that I had rolling in my life. And some of you have heard my testimony. You know, other things that I, you know, I really desired to do. Amen. And every time I got right to the precipice of, uh, of stepping into that place, something would take, take place. And, say, eh. and then, I, then the last time I had a choice to make, because the Lord spoke clearly to me, you can't do that and what I want you to do, basically. So I had to choose. I'm not going to go after the way I want to go. It's right there in front of me. Everything is set. All I got to do is go and do it. But the Spirit of the Lord says, no, you can't do it. So I had to choose to obey him to whom I belong. Because I'm, I'm no more my own. I'm bought with a price. And I'm glad I listened to what the Holy Spirit said. Amen. Because if I'd have done it my way, God knows where I would be today. Or if I would be today. But he, yeah, he knows. And he knew, okay, this is not the plan. You have plans, and that's funny. That's good. That's all right. You know, and I, I tell people all the time, you want to make God laugh, tell him your plan. <laughs> Instead of asking him what's his plan for your life, because we belong to him, right? But look here at, at, at 1 Corinthians 12 and 18, it says this. But now has God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it has pleased him. So we got to ask ourselves, as it pleased him. Am I pleased to be where God has placed me? A lot of times people, you know, they, they move from place to place, church to church, city to city, and, and never stop and say, Lord, what would you have me? Where is it that you want me? And, and let him speak to them or to lead them, amen, into the place that he wants them to be. And the Amplified says it like this. But as it is, God has placed and arranged the limbs and organs of the body, each particular one, each particular one, that means you and me in particular, yeah. amen, of them, just as he wished and saw fit and with the best adaptation. In other words, you're going to fit right where I put you if you just let me put you where I want you, where I see fit. You know, how I like that, where he saw fit, not where you saw fit. I like that church over there. No, I want you over here. I like being in the choir. No, I want you over here in this area worshiping. And, and, and see, even when we get into the body, we need to know, okay, where, where is our place in the body? Because, again, just like the puzzle, every one of us has a place that we belong we don't just belong here to, to take up space. You know, stop and think about very few organs in your body, amen, that they have no use. And even those, God didn't put them there for no reason. Amen? Say, well, you can do without the appendix. Yeah, but that, that takes something away from your body. Well, your gallbladder is not important. Well, but you got to change your habits when you lose your gallbladder. Because it has a purpose. You know, I mean, even the, the little toe. You think, well, I, I'd be fine without my little toe. Do you know if you lost your little toe, it'll throw your balance off. Every part has a purpose. Amen. And then there's those parts of the body, as it's, it's talked about later on, that are more comely. You know, when we stop and realize this, 
that the most important parts of our body, you can't see. You can't see. The most important, the most vital organs, you can't see. But what we do is we pamper what we can see. And I'm, I'm saying it because sometimes we, we don't stop and think, okay, my heart, my lungs, my liver, my teeth, I need to pamper them by putting the right things in my body, by treating it right instead of just doing everything. Because why? They are vital. I, you know, this skin which is literally the largest organ of your body is your skin. That's all we focus on is the skin and, and, you know, and all the apertures that go off of it, the hair and the nails and, you know, um, but vital organs. And what am I saying? There's vital organs in the kingdom of God that aren't always up front. I mean, uh, but they are performing a function that otherwise could not be performed by what is seen. See, y'all see me up here or whoever might be up here, but oftentimes those behind the scenes that's making things happen or in the sound booth or, you know, streaming the, streaming the service, those are vital things to get the word out, vital things to make it happen, but we're not grasping it all together. And, and understand, this is what God wants for us, amen, when we stand for him. Realizing that every part is important, whether you see it, whether you don't see it, whether you're seen or not seen, you're still important here in the body of Christ. Amen. So that's why I look at the body. It's a lot like a jigsaw puzzle. Amen. But God is not puzzled. Sometimes we have a problem putting it together. Amen. But he don't have no problem when we yield to him. Now, one more passage I want to read to you in Ephesians, the fourth chapter. Just thinking about this, this and what God has done. Amen. Through this. And that's starting at the 11th verse. It says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of ministry and for, um, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So he gave us those specific individuals, amen, for what? The perfecting of the saints, amen, for the work of ministry. So in other words, he, he gave us those leaders, amen, the teachers and pastors, evangelists, all those things, amen, to perfect us so that we can do the work of ministry. Because their work is preparing us to do the work. So it's just not for them to do all the work. But he says for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we come, till we all come in the unity of, faith, of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man. Amen. And I want to pause there for a second. So what we, what we see as perfection, that's not what God is looking at. So don't, don't think, okay, perfect, amen, because our measure of perfection doesn't line up with God's, okay? Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the slight of man and the cunning craftiness whereby they lay in wait to deceit. They're lying there waiting to deceive us. Amen. Oh, this is where you were. This is who you are. Look what God said. Oh, it's, it's, the, it's the craftiness of this world that's causing people to lose out with the purposes of God. Amen. But if we stop and pause and put it on pause and say, what did God say? Amen. Because there's a lot of things out there that's trying to tell you, do it this way. Don't do it that way. And I, it don't take all that. And you don't need that. And no, what did his word say? That predates all those that's telling us otherwise, whether it's the Internet or anything else. Amen. But he says what? But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. Amen. For, from whom the whole body fitly joined together. There it is joined together again. Amen. And compacted by that which. Every joint supplies. I love, I love that part because it's letting us know that every part brings something to the kingdom. Every part supplies something to the body. Every part has a job to do that, enhances and makes us all better. Just like every part of our natural body is doing the same thing. Amen. And we look at that. He says, join together every part. That, thing includes, that, that includes you. That includes me. Amen. And compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, 
making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. So when we operate like God wants us to operate, we're edifying the body in love. We're learning to operate from that place, from that place of love, that place of belonging, that place of understanding. We are not very different, amen, when it comes down to believing his word. We got to grab it. We got to grab it and understand if a, if a natural puzzle can work together and, and we can see all those jagged pieces coming together to make something beautiful. Imagine what it looks like to God when he sees all our jagged lives, our ill-shaped lives coming together to make something beautiful for his kingdom. Imagine what it looks like to the world, amen, when they see the church functioning like it should function, amen, and operating like it should operate. And they're going, how can they live like that with all the stuff that's going on? And we become the light and we become the salt. We begin to make a difference, amen, like he wants us to make, amen. So we all came in the same box. Amen, which is God's creation. Amen, on planet Earth. Amen, so we, he had a way of doing that thing, and all those different pieces that he put in the box had a purpose. And those people he put in the kingdom have a purpose for us to grow, to help us to know and be able to stand and stay in the place that we belong. You know, the bigger the puzzle, the more complex and the more time it takes to build. You know, it's like, wow, so many people to come together, so many pieces. You know, I, I haven't put together a, a, a puzzle of a thousand pieces in a long time, decades in time. But when I stop and I think about what God's doing, you know, and I look, you know, and I've been watching this calendar, this counter, amen, and I, I pulled it up again this morning, and it's called the world clock, the population clock. You know, and you sit there and watch it, this thing is just going. I looked at it again last night, it's just going, going, going. And then when I looked at it this morning, talking about how many people are on planet Earth, taking into account how many are dying. Overnight, that clock went up over 120,000. Overnight. That's not even a 24-hour period. How fast this planet is going. How many people are being born. How many people need Christ. And this morning, when I looked at it just before I came out here, it was at 7,906,000. billion. Nine hundred. And 6,693 people. That's a lot of people. And counting, I mean, this thing is ticking faster than you can count. And again, it's showing that people are being born two-thirds of the rate when they're dying. So you might, out of a, a, a group of ten, you might lose three, but there was more born than died. What am I saying? There's always going to be a need for the gospel. Until the Lord comes, there's always going to be a need for somebody to share the gospel. To help people understand why they were born. Amen. And who created them. And who they belong to. Amen. So that they can find their place in the big puzzle. In the big picture. But there's so many things out there that's drawing people to the left and to the right. And the church is becoming more and more irrelevant because we, if we don't understand, how can we help somebody else understand? If we don't understand and accept the fact that we belong and others belong, then we become ineffectual in the work that we're doing. So it's important that we get it. It's important that we understand these things, amen, because again, like I said earlier, the puzzle won't be complete until the last one is finished. And he lets us know, amen, in the book of Romans, there's going to come a time when the puzzle is getting ready to be complete. And the door's going to be shut for the, for the Gentiles, amen, and all the Jews are going to be saved. And then the end is going to come. There is going to be a time, and, but we want to be in the right place, right? We want to be there knowing that this is where I belong. This is where he wants me to be. This is how he wants to operate in my life. And he wants to, us to operate in his kingdom. You belong here. Because of him. His big picture, his big plan, has us included in it. You know, like I said, when you look at that puzzle, you're no longer looking at the lines or, or the divisions. You're looking at the whole picture. You say, wow, that's beautiful. That's how we want the kingdom of God to be. That's how we want the church to look. Yes. Amen. It looks like where it's supposed to look. So let's stand. And I'll let it go.
at that, but I thank the Lord, amen, to understand that we are in the right place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. It's complete. And only the Lord knows who and when and how it's going to come to completion. But it's up to us to continue to do what we do, what God has called us to do. So let's bow our heads. I just want to pray, God, that, that we will grab that understanding. Lord, as you speak to our hearts, as you speak, Lord, to our circumstances, God, if you choose to use us according to your purpose, according to your will, God, help us to cast down every voice that is against us, every voice that speaks, hallelujah, a stumbling or a rock of offense into us, God. Every voice that would tell us that we don't fit and we don't belong, God. We, we cast those things down right now, Lord. Even those voices that come from our, our own head and from our own heart, God. Lord, because of things that we know we've struggled with and may still struggle with, God, that tell us you might as well quit. You might as well give up. You might as well throw in the towel. We, we cast down that voice right there, Lord, and we stand on your word, God, that there's nothing too hard for you. Lord, that you're able to redeem each and every one of us in regardless of our issues and our struggles. Lord, to bring us to the fullness of the knowledge of who you are and what it is that you want to do in our lives, God. So help us, Lord, to continue to yield to you, to surrender ourselves to you. Lord, and to celebrate the fact that we belong to you. Lord, yes, we gave our lives to you, Lord, and we don't want to be that Indian giver in any area, God. But we give you ourselves wholly. 100% and completely for your purposes, for your use. God, that you might get the glory out of our lives. We thank you and we praise you right now for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Lord, you belong to him. Amen. We thank God, amen, because he's still making ways. I don't know. He's still calling us, amen, to himself. And as we let him have his way in us, because guess what? He's not done working on us yet. He's still working on me. Amen. He's still working on each and every one of us. You know, and he still has a work for us to do. Because he just yielded to hear my voice. Let your will be done. Have your way. Strengthen me. Use me. Guide me. Build me. Amen. You will do it. He is doing it. And we just got to continue to let him do it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. I belong here. You belong here. Amen. Um, now it's time to give. Um, it's such an honor and a privilege to be able to give unto the work of ministry. Um, so if you, um, so ushers, pass me envelopes. Or if you're going to give on Giveify, that's good as well. Um, and so um <coughs> let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to give unto you, God. Father, we thank you for providing everything that we need. You've been such a good provider. You give us life, health, and strength. And Father, we thank you as we sow into you, you will continue to so back into us, oh God. We can never beat you giving, oh God. So we thank you right now that everything that we give, we're giving unto you, God. And I thank you for, for uh, each and every person giving today. Um, and so I'll just pray. I'll just pray as we dismiss as well. So Father, we thank you, God, that as we leave this place today, that you are with each and every person. Father, we thank you also for the food that you've provided back that each and every person will be able to um, enjoy. Father, we thank you right now, God, that as we leave this place and never come in your presence, you will be with us. And so, Father, we thank you as we return next week. Um, each and every person that you intend to be here will be able to make it here, God. Remove every obstacle, God, that your people can assemble to praise your name and receive from you once again. Father, we thank you for all these things that you've done for us, every good thing that you've given us. We give you praise and glory and honor for who you are in Jesus' name. And the new people, the people who were, are visiting, um, we wanted to say hi to you guys. Um, uh, what is your name back there? What? Oh, Jassy. I wasn't sure. Um, 
he had walked up to me to ask me if he came from church last week, Mikhail and I, and he gave us the information. So I'd be glad you were able to make it. Praise the Lord. Um, yeah, so have a good week in the Lord. 